What is up, my clan? Welcome back to Riffing with Clintus, episode 18, the one about St. Jude and Avengers Endgame. Little housekeeping rules. First and foremost, thank you so much for listening. I do appreciate it. If you haven't already, be sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Google, Android, Spotify, Slacker, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can subscribe to this podcast for free. Just do a search for Riffing with Clintus and click the subscribe button. New episodes every week. Uh, and as I said last week, we're going to start having guests here very, very soon. But first, I've got a busy, busy schedule uh, right now. Right now, this exact moment. Uh, I just got back from St. Jude Play Live Summit. It was an amazing experience. We're going to talk about it. That's going to be the first half of the uh, podcast. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. There will be some spoilers. I'll let you guys know. I'll let you guys know when, if you haven't seen the movie yet and you don't want any spoilers, I'll tell you when to end. This, stop listening. It'll be a little over halfway through the podcast, but I'll let you guys know because I do not want to spoil anything for you. I'm telling you right now, if you've not seen Avengers Endgame, go see it as soon as possible to avoid the spoilers because there are so many moments in the movie to be spoiled. And just in conversation, just in passing, it can be spoiled for you. So go see the movie. If you care about it, if you don't care, then you don't care. But if you do care about it, go see it as soon as possible. Um, but yeah, I got a really busy schedule. I've got, uh, I just got back from St. Jude. Uh, tomorrow, uh, as of the day that I'm recording this, tomorrow I'm flying out to Los Angeles uh, to attend the Borderlands 3 gameplay reveal and event. Very excited about that. I went to the Destiny 2 one two years ago. And that was amazing. Um, so uh, I'm very excited to be there for the Borderlands 3 one. Um, a lot of my friends are going to be there. I'm going to be seeing a lot of a lot of my friends, uh, both uh, old and new, as well as meeting some new ones, uh, as well as uh, hopefully getting to know the, uh, the, the people behind 2K and Gearbox, which are the obviously the companies that are bringing us Borderlands 3 and bringing me out there to Los Angeles. So very excited about that. We'll talk about that event and Borderlands 3 and everything that happened next week. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try to make that an episode with a guest. If not, it'll be just me talking about it, but I'm gonna try to line up a, a guest from that event. I meant to do that with St. Jude, and I totally just dropped the ball and did not secure someone uh, before today. That's on me. I got back Saturday morning, so it was like the weekend. I was all about like family on Saturday, then Sunday I streamed a majority of the day, and then more family time Sunday night. Um, and then we went and saw Endgame again. So I, I just totally spaced it, didn't didn't lock it in. So I'm going to try and lock somebody in next week for the Borderlands event. So stay tuned for that. If you're interested in Borderlands 3, I'm going to talk all about the event and the gameplay and everything we did and everything we saw and all, 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 all those things. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, and then after that, I get back from that next uh, later this week. Next week, Bryce and I are going to Orlando, Florida for the Monster Jam World Finals, dude. Yeah, we're going back. We're going back. This time it's in Orlando. It's not in Vegas. Um, very excited to go back. Uh, it's 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 going to be a big year. They have a lot more planned this year because um, Florida is Monster Jam's home. That's where home base is. So I, they have a lot more leeway, I think, and they have a lot more things they can do because they don't have to 
travel. They don't have to bring all the trucks across the country. So um, very excited about that. Bryce and I'll be there for uh, for the whole week during the event. Uh, there's a press day, of course, and then there's the two days event for the World Finals. If you guys have been following us for a long time, you know that we've been fans of Monster Jam for a while. We've been to multiple uh, World Finals and we've been to multiple local events. So I'm very excited to go back out once again, courtesy of Failed Entertainment. Um, same thing. We'll be uh, there'll be a podcast episode about Monster Jam and all that and and what we saw, what we did, and most likely Bryce will be joining me for that. Once well, as soon as I get figured out how to get a second microphone working again, I don't know. Ever since I switched to my Go XLR, which I absolutely love, my Go XLR, I love this device, but it doesn't allow for two microphones, so I have to find a way to trick my com- my computer into letting two microphones work in Audacity. I'll figure that out. <clears throat> I will eventually. Um, but yeah, so Monster Jam World Final. So that's happening. Then, as you guys will find out later this week when you watch the vlog, we've been whole, keeping a secret from you guys. We've been keeping a secret from you guys, and we have a very big announcement, um, which concludes and actually happens this month in May. And so you guys will find out about that watching the vlog. We can talk more about that next week as well. So we'll talk about Borderlands 3, and then we'll talk about the big surprise and everything. We'll go into a little more detail about that. Um, so yeah, the next like four or five weeks are going to be insane for me specifically. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, the end of May, the kids are out of school and summer vacation starts. And as you guys know, we like to travel and we like to do things. We like to go camping, take the trailer out. And we're doing something special this year with the travel trailer. Um, I, I kind of hinted it in the vlog. You'll see that in the vlog this coming Wednesday. Um, but we're doing something special with the, with the trailer this year, something we've never done before, and we're very excited about it because it means we're going to be using the trailer more often. Um, we, I can't guarantee, I can't, I can't say like how often, but Sierra's not doing a volleyball season this summer, so it's only Bryce and his basketball schedule that will potentially hinder us from traveling. Because Sierra, when Sierra has a schedule, when she has a, a volleyball it locks us in, right? Like she, we pay for a season, we pay for so many uh, uh, tournaments and we pay for that practice time. And so she loves volleyball more than anything and she does not want to miss any volleyball if she absolutely can't, uh, if she can't, she can't um, like avoid it, right? Bryce, his schedule is year round. Uh, tournaments are come, they come and go. One month we have one tournament, next month we have two, the next month we have none, right? So if he skips one or two, it's not that big of a deal. Plus he doesn't get that upset about it, right? Because let's be honest, basketball is number two for Bryce uh, behind video games. Whereas Sierra volleyball is everything and all things that she cares about. So, um, so yeah, summertime comes, uh, you know, come at the end of May and we have got a couple of ideas what we want to do this summer. Um, I'm trying to convince Tiffany and in, in the, it, to let me to bring her and the kids to Orlando for guardian con, which is in July. I'm going to that. Uh, it's, it's my favorite conference to go to. I go to it every year. This will be my fourth year in a row. And I absolutely love it. Um, and it's in Orlando this year, which is only like 10 minutes away from Disney. So I'm trying to say, Hey, let's make a family vacation in Florida. And she doesn't want to do that. She wants to do something else. Um, I'm all for it, but I'm like, let's do it next year. And this year let's do Orlando. Let's do Disney world. Let's do Epcot. Let's, you know, so stay tuned for that. That's not our, our, none of our plans are set in stone, but like I said, for sure, we're going to be doing more camping with the trailer and more about that, uh, later. We'll talk more about that later on. Uh, it's not important right now and nothing's set in stone. So there's no reason to even really mention, but I just want to throw that out there that the next four to six weeks are going to be absolutely insane. 
but I'm excited. I got a lot of things cooking, a lot of things brewing. I'm working on some new partnerships. I'm working on some new sponsorships. I'm working on all kinds of shit. And I'm so excited about it to share with you guys. Um, but that's it. I can't talk about it. I can't, I can't share anything because nothing's in stone. The only things that are set in stone are the ones I've already mentioned. Borderlands 3, Monster Jam World Finals, and a big surprise coming later this week. So let's talk about St. Jude Play Live Summit 2019. So if you guys aren't aware, if you're not familiar with this, um, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is a is a an organization and an actual physical uh, hospital that treat kids with all kinds of illness and disease. Um, cancer being the main the main one, cancer being the primary one, but their research broad is much much more broad than that. Um, they do focus on children, but obviously the research that they they do and their findings can then be passed on to adults and 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 everyone. Um, and specifically this year, they mentioned that they are working on a global initiative to spread the research and sh- spread their their help across the world. Um, they don't want it to you know they don't want to be limited just to America. They they want to help the world, the, all children around the world. And so um, just just last week they they announced that they um, they found a cure for bubble boy disease, um, which is uh, you know it's a disease that um, I, I don't know much about it. I apologize. I don't. I'm a, you know obviously it has been incurable, but um, they found a cure via their research that they do at St Jude. And so St Jude Play Alive is a um, a gaming event uh, through the month of May. It starts at the end of April, goes through the month of May where uh gamers can raise funds for saint jude um there are some prizes set up for them kind of as incentives and of course you know streamers gamers they they, they raise this money um as you guys know i've i raised ten thousand five hundred dollars for gamers outreach uh, which is an awesome charity that builds gaming carts for kids in hospitals um and so i plan on raising another ten thousand dollars for saint jude this year uh the one thing that i I am struggling with is to whether or not to do it under the play live banner or do it under the guardian con banner. Um, I'm leaning towards guardian con because that's the, that's the organization that kind of introduced me to St. Jude and introduced me to charity work. Um, and they're my friends and I want to support them obviously. Um, but there's a lot of cool things going on with play live as well. So the summit is an annual event where St. Jude brings out a handful of their gamers that, um, does, that, that, that does charity work. And since I did, I raised $2,000 last year for St. Jude via Guardian Con, um, I got put on some list somewhere and was invited to come out. This is my first time going, my first time in Memphis, Tennessee, which by the way, Memphis, Tennessee was a super dope little uh, city. I mean, it's not little, but the area that I was in, you know, the little, little area that I was in, it was awesome. Um, the first night we were there, we went to Beale Street, which is like their happening, popping little street where they block it off with cops and barricades where you can like walk around the streets with drinks and it's it was a really really fun time. The great way to kick off the the week there. Um, had some really good food, and uh, we learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, but the the highlight of the trip was going to visit the hospital. I actually got a tour of St. Jude, and though I didn't cry, it was definitely an emotional experience because I learned what the facility is what they do and what they offer to the children and their families. I mean, things like a chef that's 24 seven, that if somebody wakes, if a kid wakes up at three in the morning and wants like grandma's mac and cheese, they'll find the recipe and they'll make grandma's mac and cheese at three in the morning, right? Like those types of things are the type of things that they do at St. Jude. Um, They have specialists on site 
that if the, you know, a child needs a specific doctor or specialist, they have them on staff, right? There's not flying some guy, you know, guy or girl in from another state or country, um, countries, they had multiple flags, uh, hanging from the ceiling in the, in this one area, part, part of the, of the hospital. And it represented all the different countries represented at the hospital, doctors, nurses, specialists from those countries, um, translators, like on the fly translators, um, just, oh, just all kinds of things that we, I met, I met a music therapist, um, and she just literally goes around, uh, room to room with her guitar and some musical instruments and like plays music with the children and just makes them happy. Cause let's be honest, music makes us happy, right? Like music, music strikes emotions, right? Most of the time it's, it's happy, feel good, but you know, you might hear a commercial or on TV or a scene in a movie or a TV show that just totally chokes you up. I get, I'm guilty of it, right? Ever since I had Sierra, I'll get choked up over the dumbest shit. I'll be watching a commercial and the music and the mood just hits me right. And I get choked up and start getting teary eyed. Like just a few weeks ago, like I, it's laughable when I talk about it, but like just a few weeks ago, I'm making like a sandwich or something. And there's this commercial on TV about a, a grandpa and their grandson or something like that. And the music kind of kicks in and I'm watching this message and I'm, I literally started crying. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, oh, oh, it was bad. But anyway, um, yeah, so St. Jude was just, it was just an amazing experience, the tour. Um, I was kind of hoping to play some video games with some of the kids because that was one of the things I know they did in the past, but this was their biggest year. There was almost 300 of us creators there and they just didn't have enough time, enough room for all of us. So what they did was the, those of us who were new, you know, first timers, we got the tour. So we got to tour the hospital, got to see the facility and we got that kind of thing. If you had been there in the past, then you've already gotten the tour and therefore you got to do like, you know, go play with the kids or, um, got a tour of a different part of the facility. So something specific, uh, there was one group that actually put on like, um, like smocks and, and, uh, protective suits and went into a lab and actually got to see where they like work on vaccinations and, and research and stuff. That was very, very cool. I saw photos and heard stories about it. Um, so next year, if I get to go again, uh, I definitely look forward to, you know, doing something like that and participating in like, you know, playing some video games with the kids and that sort of thing. I just heard stories again, hearing stories of other creators, um, and influencers playing video games with, with kids and stuff like that. Just, it, it warms my heart, gets me excited. I love that kind of stuff. I really, really do. I'm looking forward to doing that with the gamers outreach folks. When those gaming carts are put together and built and delivered, I want to be there to, you know, to, to, to help set them up and play some video games with some kids. I'm very excited about that. So, um, yeah. So then, you know, uh, there were two days where we heard stories from other influencers, um, what St. Jude means to them, um, their experiences with play live and raising money. Um, it was just really, really cool to hear from, you know, my peers essentially, um, you know, what they do for St. Jude and how they do it and, and all that stuff. So, uh, very, Again, very humbling and very, very excited about that. Um, so this year, like I said, I want to raise $10,000 for St. Jude. Um, I want to do it over the course of the remainder of the year, right? So it's, it's, uh, you know, we're recording, I'm recording this at the end of April. So essentially there's seven months left in the year. Um, and I, I, I truly believe that I can, we can, I can raise $10,000, uh, by the end of the year, because we just raised $10,000 essentially in a month. Um, I am a little reluctant though, because I feel like, you know, that was a lot of money that people threw out there for charity, uh, in a short amount of time. 
And so to turn around and ask them to do it again for a different charity, um, I know it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. Not everybody is able to do that. They, you know, some people only have enough to, to donate once a year. Right. And, and so to ask them to do it again, is going to be, you know, it's going to be difficult, but I also think that, um, there's a lot of people who aren't able to participate, uh, for the gamer outreach one. So, you know, there's an opportunity to participate and multiple opportunities, right? Maybe right now is not a good time, but maybe three months from now is a good time, right? Maybe four months from now, six months from now, they'll be able to do it. Right. And so, um, I'm, I'm moving forward. Uh, I'm really going to focus on St. Jude knowing now what they do, seeing it firsthand, seeing some of the patients, hearing the stories. Like I have a, a, a profound love and appreciation now for St. Jude. And I plan on raising money for St. Jude now. And until the day I stop being a content creator, I, I, I pledge my allegiance to St. Jude and, and their service and their cause and, um, my, my plan is to continue to raise money for St. Jude now, now until forever, you know, until I, until I'm no longer an influencer to have an influence over people. Um, I, you know, that's just, that's how I feel. That's how I, that's how I left the summit was like feeling a sense of like duty, right. To help these people help children. Now I have children, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that my kids have not had any serious illness. You know, last year, Bryce had a hernia operation, but that's like a physical thing. That's just something that happens, right? It'd be like if he, you know, fell and broke an arm or something, right? Like it's something that happens. And granted, it was a surgery. It was an operation he got put under. So there's more seriousness there. But for the most part, my kids are very healthy. Um, Tiffany and I are very healthy. Aside from my skin cancer issues that I have, um, you know, we're, we're a relatively healthy family. So I'm very lucky um, I'm very fortunate to have good genes and, you know, we eat healthy for the most part and, you know, everyone's physically active. And so I don't have to, I don't have to worry about the things that some of these families have to worry about, right? Seeing these parents wheel their kids around, um, in the hospital, right. And seeing kids with, you know, hair because of chemo or seeing kids in wheelchairs and, you know, they're, they're, they're pale and they, they, their color and their, doesn't look right. And their eyes don't look right. Cause you know that they're sick and they're probably getting some kind of treatment that's helping them in the long term, but hurting them in the short term. Right. Cause a lot of that, a lot of that radiation and chemotherapy, they it does that, right. It makes people sick and they, they lose their hair. And so to see parents have to, you know, like I said, wheel their kids around or, or, you know, I don't know, man, kids just, kids shouldn't have to worry about that shit. Kids should be, be able to have fun and, and enjoy being a kid because when you're an adult, that's when shit gets real. That's when the stress kicks in and you get to worry about money and finances and, you know, taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, um, you know, keeping a job, paying your bills, like all that stuff, right? When you're a kid, right? Life's easy. you got parents that take care of you. you got parents to make sure that you have food. You have parents to make sure you have clean underwear, you know, you have parents to make sure you have toilet paper and running water and electricity. When you flip that switch on your wall, your lights turn on, right? That's your parents' job. That's not your job. So when I, you know, when I see a kid that has to worry about medicine and being able to get up out of bed and, you know, like that's, that's, some, that's some heartache, man. That's some hard shit. And, and St. Jude goes out of their way, goes above and beyond to make sure that children have the most, I don't know what's the best way to put this. Like make their experience as, I don't want to say painless. I don't, I don't know. They're just trying to make their experience better. 
They're just trying to make the kids experience better. They have to deal with whatever illness, disease they have. And St. Jude is trying to do the best they can to make it as, 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 I don't know, painless as they can, right? I mean, there's always going to be some kind of level of pain, but trying to keep the kids' minds off of what they're dealing with. And I want to help them do that. I want to help them. Oh, crap. I was trying not to. I was trying to do this without getting emotional. I want to help St. Jude help the children. And so my goal is to help them every year moving forward, starting with this year. We raised $2,000 last year. We did that one stream at Guardian Con. Most of that was from a couple of people. I really appreciate that. This year, I want to do 10000 And so um, stay tuned. I will let you guys know here on the podcast, on Twitter, on YouTube, of course, on Twitch. Um, we'll have some scheduled charity streams. I'm going to try to come up with some fun activities to do for those streams. It's not going to be just your standard, hey, I'm live for four hours. Let's raise money. Like, Try to do some fun activities um, and put some incentives out there really let you guys push me into, you know, some uncomfortable situations, uh, all in the name of the kids. Like that's my goal. And so, um, yeah, I guess that's it. Um, I, so yeah, the, 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 let me get my thoughts back here. The, uh, the summit was awesome. Um, aside from that, I got to hang out with some of my friends. Um, you know, some that I only get to see once a year at guardian con or, you know, those I haven't seen maybe in forever. Um, you know, only know online, that sort of thing. So that's always a good time as well. Get to talk shop with content creators. I got to meet some new friends, make some new friends. Um, you know, and that's what it's about when you, when you do this for a living as a, as an influencer content creator, you know, going to conferences and getting outside of your, your house, right. Essentially, um, is a way for you to, it's networking and, and that physical interaction outside of being like in a chat room or, or, you know, in a stream or in a video is super important, right? It's super important. And you make these relationships and then you reestablish them. Um, or, or, you know, um, what do you call it? Like, I don't know, feed them, like uh, nourish them via interactions, right. On social and that sort of thing. So, um, it's, it's very important. So it was a good time. I got to, like I said, I got to talk to a lot of cool people, have some good, have some good, good times, good conversations, great conversations, and uh, I'm looking forward to fostering those relationships further the remainder of the year. So um, overall, fantastic experience. I'm very thankful, very humbled for the folks at St. Jude to bring me out. Um, it means a lot to me. And uh, um, I'm looking forward to the the work that we're going to do this year for St. Jude. And you guys are a part of that. And like I said, I want to let you guys know when those streams are going to be, how you can donate. You can donate once the, once the, once the link is up and once the, the, the event is going, you guys can donate at any time. Um, it'll be a link. I'll make it really simple, really easy to, to remember. You click on it. You can donate at any time, any dollar amount, every dollar counts. In fact, we heard some statistics. $3 is what it costs for a surgical mask. $3 is what a doctor, what it costs for a surgical mask for a doctor or a physician or a specialist, right? And those get used all the time, right? Doctor throws it on, goes in and out of patients' rooms all the time, right? So $3 buys one of those. So every dollar counts. Don't feel embarrassed or don't feel, you know, bad or sad that you can't donate some large amount of money, right? Like $3 buys a mask. And that's the type of stuff that, that, you know, every little bit helps. It all adds up, right? It all adds up. Your $3, $5 donation might be enough that puts them over to for an operation or puts us over for some other piece of equipment or, or you know, uh, you know, whatever. So don't ever feel like, 
oh, I can't give more than $5. So it's not worth giving. Every dollar is worth giving that you can. Okay. Um, also for those of you, you know, who business owners or people who, you know, know about taxes and incentives, uh, $500 or more is tax deductible, right? So you can write it off on your taxes. And, uh, you know, of course that helps you with your tax stuff. So you're giving, you're giving to charity for a good cause and then you're helping you save on some taxes. So it's a win-win. So there you go. That's St. Jude play live summit. Um, I'll have more details, more information, uh, later, uh, as, as, as it goes down, but, uh, you know, check them out, do, do some research on what St. Jude is. If you're not sure you want to know more details than I gave you here. Um, it's an amazing organization and I'm damn proud to be a part of it. Okay. So while I was at St. Jude, something else happened and I saw Avengers Endgame. Now, real quick, I'm going to tell you the story of the night, and then I'll let you know when to stop listening if you don't want to get anything spoiled. Um, so while I was attending the event, apparently uh, I missed an email or I missed a, an announcement somewhere that uh, somebody had purchased um, 160, 170 tickets. Half of the half of theater, basically, one of those big like IMAX theaters, half of it was reserved, and they were giving tickets out to members of the summit that wanted to go. And I said, I missed the email, didn't know anything about it. So people were asking, like, hey, are you going to the movie? Are you going to the movie? I'm like, I, I didn't know about the movie. They're like, well, ask so-and-so. He's the one with the tickets if he's got extras. So I went and asked the individual. They said, uh, as of right now, they're all taken, but people are canceling. So uh, pay attention, stay tuned. I'll let you know when the final, like, if I have tickets in my hand, I want to get rid of them. I don't want to have any extra tickets. So just stick around. So when they made the announcement, hey, if you've got a ticket, go to the bus. And if you don't have a ticket and you want one, come stand over here. So I went over and stood in the line and there was two other people with me and he, the guy waited about 10 minutes and finally goes, Oh, here you go. It's yours. Enjoy. And that was it. I got, I got on the bus and you know, 200 of us drove across Memphis to the movie theater and we saw Avengers Endgame. And, um, since then I've seen it again with the kids. I took the kids last night. We saw it at like 9 30 PM. Didn't get home till 12 30 AM right? Kids were in bed till 1am felt bad, but I wanted them to see it before they went to school because there are a lot of cruel kids uh, in the world and kids will shout out spoilers just because they don't care and they want to be mean and think it's funny. So I didn't want to get spoiled for the kids, especially Sierra. Cause she cares a lot. She, she loves the, the Marvel universe and stuff like that, like me. And so she, I didn't want her to get anything spoiled. So I was like, we got to see this tonight. It has to happen. You'll be tired and you'll be cranky tomorrow, but it'll be worth it. Um, I'll tell you this right now, seeing it last night with the kids, the theater that we were in was pretty full, but it was a much smaller theater, right? It was a regular standard theater, right? Nothing special, nothing big about it. And there was like no emotion, right? There were these scenes, these pivotal moments in the movie. And like, I'm, I, I, there was one that I cheered for specifically, but when I watched it with the crowd of people that I went with uh, on Friday, Thursday, Thursday night, Everyone was cheering. People were laughing. People were crying. People were cheering. People were screaming. Like, very emotional, right? It was a bunch of nerds, right? So let's, let's just be real. It's a bunch of nerds that are passionate about movies and comics and that sort of thing. Whereas this second time around, like, nobody made any noise. I was like, oh, there's one moment where I, I yelled, I, I, I hollered, and I was the only one. I was like, oh, okay. No one else is excited about that? Okay. So, um, yeah, definitely a different experience. Uh, I can definitely feel the difference between you know, opening night with a bunch of gaming nerds compared to like a couple nights later with just random, random folk. Right. 
So, um, yeah, took the kids to see it. They loved it. It was great. And I've seen it twice now and it's awesome. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about the movie. If you want to avoid spoilers, go ahead and stop here and I'll just thank you for listening. Cause I don't know when to come back. So just at this point, just call it a day. So, uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you next week and everyone else that's still here. Let's talk about end game. Okay, so I mean, I don't want to go. It's not a review. I don't want to go too much in details. But I, I, list, I watched, I watched slash listened to Kevin Smith talk about Endgame. He, he like broke it down. Was like really just talking about it. And he wanted to talk about his thoughts and his opinions about like certain parts of the movie. And I kind of want to do the same thing, uh, but much, much shorter, not, not less, less detailed. Just because it's fucking exciting, right? Uh, Eleven years in the making, right? Ten years to get to Infinity War, right? From the beginning of the first Iron Man movie to Infinity War, it's been a giant buildup to this, right? And then a year later, we got Endgame. And man, oh man, I have to say, they, it's not perfect. I gave it a, I give it a nine out of 10. It's not perfect, but it was damn good. And the way that they tied it back through the universe with the time travel and stuff, like, we got, we went back to pivotal moments in the, in the last 10 years, right? Like specific moments in the last 10 years. And we saw them from a different angle, right? Like, okay, this was from the first Avengers movie. We remember this all happening. And then we didn't see any of this. This is all new. And, and, and something, you know, they, they, they did some things and they were going after the stones. Oh, it was just so good how they tied it back through. We had these pivotal moments. And then there was like these new moments that brought us back to those old moments, right? Like, the scene with Thor and his mom, like that didn't happen in the first, the second Thor movie, but you know, like it happened now. And so like just these great, great moments. And I feel like it was just, it was like almost like an homage, right? Like paying tribute to the last 10 years. Um, you know, those, those, all those moments they went back to. I really, I think my favorite one personally was the, um, with when Hulk went to go get the time stone and, uh, Sorceress Supreme, right? Like she's Sorceress Supreme. She's, super knowing and she can go through time because she has a time stone like she knew it was going to happen right like she she didn't know it was going to happen but she knew like about dr strange right when she's like i'm looking for Stephen strange and she's like you're five years too early he's not here yet and you're like oh shit right like she knew that it was so good and then she's like you know dr strange is supposed to be the best of us and like she knows about dr strange like it's just so good i love dr strange was Doctor Strange was such a good movie, by the way. If you have not seen Doctor Strange, that's like one of my favorite Marvel movies. It was a surprise. Me and Sarah went and saw it on a whim. Like one night, we're just like, hey, let's go see Doctor Strange. And we both left the theater going, holy crap, that was one of the best Marvel movies ever. Um, so that was probably my favorite scene. That, that little scene with, with Hulk and her. When she realizes, when he mentions that uh, Doctor Strange, like, why would he give up the stone? Why would he give up the stone? And she's like, what? He gave it away willingly? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, well, Dr. Strange knows what he's doing. So if he did it, then I'm supposed to give you this stone. Like that was awesome. Like that was like, I just got goosebumps again talking about it, dude. Like when she realizes that I'm like, Oh shit, this is it. Right. Here we go. Um, and then, you know, like they, 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 they put them all together and, and you know, boom, Thanos shows up and it's like, Oh shit. He's here now. Five years later, like, Holy shit. And then the battle begins, right? The battle begins and it's, it's the three homies and they start kicking his ass. They, they start trying to kick his ass. And once again, he kicks their ass, even without the stones. That's the thing too. He kicked their, Thanos kicked their ass without the stones, right? Like the first, the infinity war, it was like, okay, he's got the stones. That's why he's so powerful. He's able to use the powers and stuff like that. No, no, no. This is like, 
this is like five-year-old Thanos or, or, or no, actually it was long, it was older than that. Right. It was five years when he did the snap. So it was prior to that. It was like, I don't know, six or seven years ago. And it's like Thanos, like he's a badass man. He kicks their ass. And, um, and then right when you just are like, what the hell is going to happen next? Boom. Every motherfucker shows up from all the movies. Everyone that was snapped to, out of existence, it has returned. They all show up and you're just like, fuck yes. This is the battle we've been waiting for right now. The battle infinity war, right? The battle infinity War was two battles in infinity war, right? There was one on Titan with Thanos and there was one on earth, um, uh, at Wakanda, right? They were, it was good. It was epic, but it wasn't that, 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 I don't know. It wasn't the epic battle, right? This was the epic battle because now you've got everyone like everyone is there, right? It's finally all of the Avengers and then some there and they are kicking ass. They're just flying around. They're blasting shit. Shit's blowing up. People are running around. It's awesome, right? And just when you think, okay, we've got this guy, we're, we're kicking his ass. We've got Thanos. He pulls his, he pulls his fuck everyone and let's just bomb everyone right and he starts just dropping bombs on everyone his troops our troops everyone just everyone just getting bombed on right and just when you're thinking like oh shit he's got a, a, a motherfucking spaceship with with rockets and laser beams how are we going to beat this out of nowhere comes captain marvel and she just she just fucking like goes through his ship like paper like oh like like a knife through butter she just goes right through his ship and just rips it apart and it just falls to the ground you're just like Huh, fuck. All right. <laughs> now what, Thanos? <laughs> you know? And so she comes down and 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 she gets the gauntlet from Spider-Man. She's like, "All right, get this gauntlet over here cuz we got to get rid of the stones." And Peter Parker looks over and there's just a giant mass of, of of like the alien troops coming towards her and she's like, "I don't know how." He's like, "I don't know how you're going to get over there." And all of a sudden, I forget who it is. There's a, a female character walks up and goes, "Don't worry, kid." And then another female character walks up and goes, she's not alone. And then every female character walks into scene, into screen. And it's all, it's a like girl power. It's like that moment of like girl power, right? All the girls walk up and it's like the girls are going to fight together. And it's, it was just a magical moment, right? Like for, for, for girl power, right? Girl power. Like it was, it's, it's that Marvel, that moment of Marvel saying, Hey, girls can be strong too. Girls can be heroes too. Right. We've seen that with Ray in star Wars. We see that with captain Marvel. We see that there's been a lot of strong female uh, 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 characters in the Marvel universe in the last 10 years, right? And we see them all in this moment, this, in this scene. It was fantastic. Like I said, the first time I saw it, the crowd cheered, the girls were all hollering. It was, it was awesome. It was just fantastic. And so, you know, they, they start battling it out and, you know, Thanos gets his moment and he gets the gauntlet back on. You're like, oh, fuck, he's got the gauntlet, right? But this time... Who's here that wasn't here the first time? Captain Marvel. And she is a badass, dude. If you have not seen Captain Marvel, oh, so good, right? She gets her powers from one of the Infinity Stones. So she is super powerful, right? Like she's like Superman powerful, but then also she has freaking laser beams out of her fists, right? She's like a human fireball. And so she's like holding, the, holding Thanos' gauntlet and she's just holding it. And she's basically like getting ready to break his hand and he headbutts her. And it's like, dink, and she didn't even flinch. And she's just like, I'm going to break your fucking hand. And, uh, oh, man, it was just, 
it was just good, man. It was just so good. And then, then the moment happens, right? The moment happens where Dr. Strange looks at somebody, right? Looks at, looks at Tony Stark and just puts up his finger. And he's like, one, there's only one way we win out of 14 million possibilities. There's only one way we win. And that's the moment we all realize, oh, fuck. Tony has to make the sacrifice. And how he does it is just, it's, it's, it's fantastic, right? And it makes sense, too. It had to be him because of the technology, right? His glove, the gauntlet they made was, was the Iron Man tech, the, the nanotech technology. So the way that it worked out where the, you know, the stones kind of like crawled from one glove to the other, like it made sense, right? But man, that like even afterwards and it happened, it was just like, oh, shit. But I thought it was fitting because it started with Iron Man. And so it ended with Iron Man, right? Iron Man was the first, the first movie. It kicked off the Avengers. It kicked off this whole journey we were on. And, you know, Tony Stark has always kind of like struggled in all the movies about like doing good, right? Ever since he, he got, he got attacked in the first Iron Man movie and he got his, you know, his, his heart damaged and, you know, he stopped wanting to like build these mass, these weapons of mass destruction. He wanted to protect the world. He wanted to protect earth. Right. And so even after the first Avengers, when he, basically sacrificed himself to put the rocket up into space and he fell back to earth. Right. He still had that feeling of like, I want, and then even Ultron, he was building Ultron to help protect the world. And so this was his moment to basically save the world. And he did, you know, he saved the world from Thanos and, um, you know, it's a sad moment. And, uh, you know, his whole like memorial service at the end was, it was, it was, it was sad, but, it was a proper ending. I feel like a lot of these movies, big movies, right? These trilogies, the, 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 the Harry Potters, the Lord of the Rings, these big epic, you know, even Star Wars, right? Like there's always going to be those main characters that die that we all love. And it's, it's so impactful. It, it hurts. It hurts us to see, right? One of those main characters that we love so much die. But I also think that's what makes a great movie because we care so much about this character that when he dies we have this overwhelming feeling of emotion when we leave the, the theater, when we leave the movie. Right. And even though it's a sad moment, we all, we have this feeling of like, man, that was a fucking good movie. Right. Because they were willing to sacrifice. It was good writing. It was good character um, development. Right. Like Tony Stark went from this billionaire. I don't give a shit about anybody to, I care about the entire world, you know? And uh, yeah, it was just, it was just awesome. Um, I, I'm trying to think what my favorite moment of the movie was. Um, I mean, some, some of the highlights I could just point out, like obviously when we see Thor five years later, that is just hilarious. And the fact that he kind of maintains that, you know, hippie drunk, you know, uh, character throughout the rest of the movie. Very funny, right? Very funny. Um, and, and when the way it ends when he, where, you know, where he ends up being like kind of gives me hope that he'll be around for some future movies. Like obviously, certain actors are done, right? There's, there's a handful of actors that are completely done with the Marvel universe. We knew that it would, we knew it going into these movies because, you know, they only had so many con so many picture deals in their contracts, right? Like, you know, and these actors are getting older too. Like it's hard to be still, it's hard to be a superhero in this particular character when you're in your fifties and going on your sixties, right? Like makes sense. But like for sure, you know, we know certain actors are done in the universe. 
what we also know is there's a lot of um, shows and and um, movies coming up in the Marvel Universe, right? So we know there's a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We know there's a Doctor Strange 2. We know there's a new Spider-Man movie that's coming out this year, right? There's already trailers out for that. Um, we know that there's going to be a um, uh, Scarlet Witch show. There's going to be a Winter Soldier and Falcon show. We know there's going to be a Loki show. So there's like there's these shows... Um, with these other characters. And so, um, you know, those are, those characters, those actors aren't going away. Those actors are going to continue acting in those characters, right? It's, for the most part, the original Avengers that I think are done, right? The only ones that I know of that are still around are um, Hulk, right? Uh, Mark Ruffalo, he still has a couple pictures left in his contract. I don't know about Chris Hemsworth. Like I said, I figured he'd be done too, but the way that they left him and ended him it makes me feel like he's going to be back with Guardians of the Galaxy, which I hope. I hope he is. I hope he does come back because he was a funny character. He kind of falls into that goofy, the goofiness of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He did such a good job with Infinity War with like Rocket. And then same thing in this one, like with Rocket, it was just really, really funny comic relief. So I hope you see more of uh, more of Chris Hemsworth as Thor as well. Um, so... Overall, like I said, nine out of ten. Definitely go see it as soon. Well, if you're listening to it at this point, you've probably already seen it. So I guess I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir at this point. Um, looking forward to more Marvel movies. Looking forward to more Star Wars movies. Oh my God, we got Star Wars. Uh, what is that? Episode nine uh, uh, at Christmas this year. Very excited about that. I will. I've learned my lesson with with uh, with Endgame. I'm gonna pre-order my tickets as soon as I can. Get my tickets, and we're gonna see it opening night. Because again, I don't want any spoilers for me or the kids, and I think I think this one's gonna have some spoilers. You know, I think uh, like the first Star Wars movie uh, of this new trilogy. You know, when when so and so dies, that was a that was a big spoiler that everybody was spoiling. Um, and so, don't want any spoilers in this one. So I think we'll we'll do the same thing. We'll go see it early. Um, but hey, we've got a lot more movies. Um, we got a lot more movies coming up this summer. I'm very excited about John Wick Chapter Three. I'm a big big fan of John Wick. Loved the first two movies. Like those are instant buys. Love, love, love them. Love Keanu Reeves too. I think he's a great actor. He plays a specific character, a specific role, and I really enjoy his his acting style. Um, so I'm very looking forward to John Wick. Uh, we've got Spider Man. We have uh, oh god, what else? What else is coming this summer? I feel like I know. I know there's a handful of movies I'm excited about this summer. I've seen like teasers or trailers about them, but. Um, I'm curious your thoughts. Let me know. Uh, you can go to discord.gg slash Clintus. There's a podcast talk channel. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts. Like, would you want me to do more of these like movie reviews, right? With like full on spoilers, talk about the movie, my thoughts about it, or is this kind of like wasted on like everyday movies, right? Like, nah, don't really need to talk about it. If I've already seen it, we don't need to talk about it more because it's not really a conversation either. Like I, in chat, we can talk about it, but even then you can't because it's spoilers. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want anybody to get spoiled. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that is, but I love talking about movies and I, I, I can see myself talking about movies with other people that have seen the movies. I was talking about actually doing it with kids, have the kids come in here when they see a movie with me. And like, we talk about the movie with the kids and I actually thought about getting Sierra in here, but like I said, my microphone's not working. So I couldn't get her in here and to talk about it on the other microphone cause it's not working right now. But if I can get the microphone working, maybe I can do that with the kids, right? Movie time with the kids. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so yeah, end game is awesome. And um, that's about it. Oh, Game of Thrones. You know, Game of Thrones, the final season's going on right now. And every Sunday night, it's like I have to avoid Twitter for a few hours because people are tweeting their thoughts and their opinions on what they just saw. And I, I, I've had a lot spoiled for me. I'm only in season four of Game of Thrones. Um, and I feel like 
a show like that, there's so many characters and there's so many things going on. And hell, I don't even remember all the names, the names of the characters. It's so hard to keep track of all the names and stuff. You know, like I know at this point who's still alive. Um, I know certain things happen, but that's about it. I've been relatively spoiler free with uh, Game of Thrones for the most part. Like I knew what the Red Wedding was, but I didn't know who died and I didn't know when it was. So I was very surprised when it happened because I was like, holy shit. Oh, this must be the Red Wedding. Like that's what happened, right? I was like, holy shit. I'm like, oh, this must be the Red Wedding. Like that was my my reaction. Like I knew a bunch of people were slaughtered at a wedding. I just didn't know who it was, whose wedding it was, and I wasn't prepared for it. I kind of feel like that's how it's going to be the rest of the west, the rest of the way. Like I know certain things happen, but I don't know to who or when or how. Like you know, there's a lot of that stuff. So I'm very excited to continue watching through Game of Thrones. I thought I'd be able to keep up, catch up by the end of the season, but there's no way I'm going to be able to at this point. Um, it's just uh, too busy this next four weeks. And so by the time the final season is over, I'll probably be like maybe into season five or six. And I still have like two more after that or something. So, um, but yeah, Game of Thrones is another, another one of those shows that, you know, people are trying to avoid spoilers, but man, it's hard with, with, in this day and age with, with technology, with, uh, with Insta, you know, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and Snapchat, like it's just too hard to avoid spoilers because inherently social media is our, our, our way of sharing, right? Like that's how it is for me. It's always been a way for me to share my thoughts and my ideas, uh, my opinions. So when you're passionate about something, you want to talk about it, right? You want to talk about it. You want to share You're like, holy crap, can't believe that just happened to so-and-so in this movie. And then you realize, oh man, that's a spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie, right? Like it's inevitable. It's, 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 it's hard. So it makes it hard. So I guess my, my rule of thumb is always like, if you really care about, if you really care about, um, a show or a movie or a story, you've got to see it as soon as possible. You got to read it as soon as possible. Right. Or you just got to avoid everything online until you do, which is very hard to do. Very difficult to do. Um, I also think it has a lot to do with the people you surround yourself with. Um, obviously there's gonna be trolls. There's always gonna be people that just go out of their way to like ruin shit for people. But, um, I think that, um, you know, for the most part, like I, I, I relatively was spoiler free, thankfully. Um, but at the same time I wasn't streaming, I guess, up until the point where it was shown. I streamed the day afterwards and I had already seen it, but you know, people were already in my chat room trying to spoil it. It was a bunch of dickheads, but, um, anyway, Thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Riffing with Clintus. Um, like I said, a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on in the next couple of weeks, but I'm very excited about it. Very excited about 2019. Very excited about this summer. Um, more episodes of the podcast to come. I think at this point, I, safe to say, I should be able to um, go week to week now without missing an episode. Uh, it just depends. On, there's, I mean, it's a lot of things going on, but I should pretty much guarantee an episode every week now trying to get it to two episodes a week, one with a guest, one without. So be, be, you know, stay tuned for that. And like I said, be sure to hit the subscribe button. It's free to subscribe to this podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you probably have an app on your phone right now and you can subscribe to this Spotify, uh, the podcast app on iOS, the podcast app on Google, Google podcasts. Um, you know, it's free. And then you get notifications when I put a new episode in, you can even have it set to download automatically. So it'll download. And then when you listen to it on the go, it doesn't use your bandwidth. So yay. Uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. I'm at Clintus. Twitter.com slash Clintus. Twitch.tv slash Clintus. YouTube.com slash Clintus. Instagram.com slash Clintus. Keep up, keep, in, keep, up to, uh, keep up to date. Keep in touch with me. All right. 
yeah. If you're listening to this episode right now and you're at this point in the podcast, send me a, send me a, I don't know, a DM or a whisper or a, a, a reply on Twitter or something just saying, Hey, listen to the podcast. And, um, I don't know. Let's have a, do you have a secret, secret word. Oh, you know what? Send me an avocado emoji. How about that? Yeah. Send me an avocado emoji <laughs> just, just for, just for the hell of it. Just so I know you listen this far in the podcast, you listen to the whole podcast and I love avocados. And so I want to see avocado emojis on Twitter or on Instagram or wherever else you can get a hold of me. And I'll see you guys next week here on Riffing with Clintus. Peace. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.